Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Oh, praise God. Well, glory to God. It's another great day. Welcome to Wisdom and Stuff Podcast. I'm Daryl Boucher. This is the day the Lord has made on purpose, and we are here on purpose, and uh, we have things to do today. Glory to God. We have a, a world to change, and we do it easily. The yoke is easy, and the burden is light. Um, so important for us to understand who we are and who's with us. Uh, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And that's, man, God, Jehovah, the Almighty, Adonai, the Elohim. Uh, we are not trying to get to God. He is not even trying to get to us. He's in us. Praise God. Uh, this is such an amazing covenant we have, such an amazing relationship we have. Um, you know, co- covenant is is kind of a legal word, but it actually goes more toward relationship than just contract. Uh, you know, my... You know, when we when we say the word covenant, uh, you know, in the English, like I said, it's it we can translate into 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 contract, but covenant itself is it's like my marriage. You know, my marriage is a legal contract, but it's actually based on a relationship. And even though I'm legally married to my wife, the the legal aspect of it is actually the smallest portion of it. The legal aspect of it, you know, my my uh, my marriage certificate and the, the the you know the ring that we have and the the, the paperwork that's filed in a courthouse somewhere in in Tulsa, um, you know what? That's 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 a legal thing that is is gen, is genuinely there, but uh, that's the smallest part of it. I don't go. I I haven't looked at a marriage license in a long time. I don't go back to it and review it, trying to make sure I know how to be married. Now, how I, how I get married, or how how I stay married and, and have a good marriage is through relationship. And so, covenant is even though it is legal, even though it is a legally binding contract between us and our Father God, it is based on a relationship of love. It is based on a relationship of of what God did for us. Praise God. And so, this is. Uh, you know, we need to receive from God, not just based on a legal contract, but based on our relationship with him. And uh, the legal contract is simply what establishes, kind of establishes his right to give us those things. Um, because while we were sinners, he died, died for us anyway. So let's move on with that. But um but it's a great day, and uh, we, we're walking in just the, the, the fullness of God today. Uh, and one of the aspects I wanted to get into today was something that Jesus, he had to address uh, this obviously several times, but this is something that, that still, it's, it's one of those things that religion just has such an issue with. They had, a, they had an issue with it back then. The spirit of religion has never changed, okay? Uh, religion is what crucified the Lord. Now we know that it was God's will. We know that God purposed Jesus to be crucified, but it wasn't the sinners that crucified Jesus. It wasn't the sinners that got outraged. It was the religious that got outraged by Jesus ministry. And this still happening today. You know, when, when, um, 
you know, there, there's a lot of people who, 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 you know, have been following God for a long time, but when, when God actually shows up in a room and does stuff or says stuff that I have not seen or heard, man, religion is what gets kind of bent out of shape. And so we have to, even in our own heart, we need to, we need to find out, you know, are, are the thoughts we're thinking, are they coming from God or are they coming from a tradition? Are they coming from um, our past? Uh, if they're not coming from God, if they're not, if they're not covenant thoughts, if they're not, if they're not, thoughts that came by way of the Holy Spirit through our relationship with him and through revelation knowledge, then they're coming from somewhere that actually has a form of corruption tied to it. And so, uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, one of those guys that, that likes to take captivity of every thought and be like, okay, where's that thought coming from? Where's that emotion coming from? If, if people are not thinking and feeling this in heaven, then I don't, I don't want to feel it here on the earth. I, I, I don't have the right to feel it on the earth. Um, because, I'm supposed to steward heaven into the earth and there's no shame in feeling and thinking certain thoughts, but I also have authority over those things. And so this is not about feeling bad about myself. This is about taking responsibility and stepping up in the authority that I have. So anyway, one of the things though that Jesus says in, um, and this is in John chapter five and chapter five. And let's see here. It says, uh, verse 18 says, therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him. Because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Now, the interesting thing here, uh, there's a couple things, but uh, w- one thing I find interesting, it says that um, they wanted to kill him even more. Now, I don't know uh, how they could want to kill him even more. I mean, how can you want to kill somebody even more? Either you want to kill him or you don't want to kill him. But anyway, apparently they want to kill him even more. And so... Um, they uh, this is what this is how how ridiculous religion is they 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 allow stupid stupid thoughts to to guide them and so here it says though because not only had he broken the sabbath now in their minds he broke the sabbath right he broke their sabbath law he didn't break the sabbath in god's eyes because you know keeping the sabbath is one of the commandments and you know jesus actually fulfilled the whole law and so he never broke or nor violated any part of the law but in their eyes he broke the sabbath in their eyes he did things that he wasn't supposed to be doing and so we can never let um, basically religion tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing. We, we, we need to let God tell us those things. And, you know, and, and even with us, we can't even allow our own pride to tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing. Sometimes we can, you know, put our, our flag in, in the sand and just be like, hey, you know what, I'm, I will die on this hill because I know that even, you know, God still loves me even though I do this and I do that. His love for us is not even the issue. The issue is, are we walking in the highest? Are we literally allowing our, our, our minds, our bodies, our words, our actions, are we allowing them to express God in the highest way on this earth? I'm not trying to live a loophole lifestyle. I'm not trying to just get by with what I can get by with, you know? It's uh, it's, it's like... Um you know, there's there's just that that mentality that can come on people where they're like, well, you know, I, I you know, uh, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with this. I don't see I don't see where. Uh, so funny. I uh, Rachel reminded me of this the other day. Uh, we were at church in Eugene years ago, and um, uh, <laughs> and uh, there was a couple there, Seth and Brandy, and they had two children. At that time, they were young. Now they're they're grown and everything. But Seth and Brandy had these two children, and. Um, and their their little boy, his name was was Jordan, and I I don't remember how old he was. He was probably six or seven or something like this. I don't remember, but anyway, um, 
so they, you know, we like like a lot of us, you know, we were always doing stuff at the church, and so so we were just fellowship and doing stuff, which meant that we were there usually fairly later than everybody else. I mean, the building would get cleared out; we'd be kind of some of the last ones to leave most of the time, and uh, and so that's how Seth Brandy where they were doing stuff, and so we're like, okay, time to go, gotta go. Well, anyway, so so uh, Seth's like, oh, I wonder where Jordan is, you know, and so he's going round up his kids, you know, and so he uh, he goes downstairs where the restrooms are, and uh, and he comes up and he goes, okay, now. He walks in the, the the men's room door and he's looking for his, his boy. His boy is in the men's room door in, in, in excuse me in the men's restroom, and and he his boy is in the men's restroom and his boy is uh, peeing in one of those jar candles. Right? It's just just he's got the jar candle there and he's just peeing in the jar candle. <laughs> and and Seth is like, "What do you think you're doing?" And he t- he says Jordan's response was, "You never told me I couldn't do this." Okay, now Jordan is old enough to know better. Jordan is trying to live a loophole lifestyle. Okay, Jordan is trying to say because you never told me I I couldn't do it, that meant that I can do it. And uh, Seth is like, that is not an acceptable answer, and he disciplined him accordingly. Now understand, <laughs> that was factually was Jordan correct? Had had was was there some kind of written regulation that says thou shalt not pee in a jar candle? Nope, that wasn't anywhere in their in their bylaws to their family. Right, wasn't written down anywhere. But this was you should have known better type of a thing, or basically you should live higher than that type of a thing. And now. And so, anyway, I'm just saying that that's a ridiculous exa- example, but but kids do that type of stuff, right? And you know what? The children of God do it too. The children of God many times are trying to like live a loophole lifestyle, saying, "Well, God never said I couldn't do it this way." You know, when honestly, if you begin to seek God and follow God and actually serve God, your heart will become very discerning, and and your heart is what you're led by. And there's things that I can't do that other people can do. And that's fine. I don't even care. I'm not judging them for it. I don't care what they do. But I'm just saying, I want to live as high as I can. I, why would I? Why would I want to try to live as low as possible and still get by with it when I can live as high as possible? I would rather just find. I would. I mean, and some people are like, well, you know, uh, you know, there, there's a certain certain things that that you know they, they have a perception that that like we can only live so high on this earth and then we'll have to get to heaven and live out the rest. Well, I want to reach that. I want to reach that border. If there is a limit, which I don't even think there is, but if there is a limit, I want to live there. I want to live in that place where I am living as high as I can on the earth, which means that I can't live a loophole lifestyle, right? And so anyway, boy, I got off on something there, but praise God. Understand, we're here as children of God. We're not here just trying to get by and live a loophole lifestyle and trying to figure out what we can get by with and still have God love us. That is not Christianity. That is not maturity. That is not uh, what kings and priests do. And so anyway, here in uh, in 518, uh, it says, the, in their eyes, he'd broken the Sabbath. He had not. But it says, but they said, but the, but they said, but he also said that he, that God was his Father, making himself equal with God, and that's where the rub was, right? And so it says, then answered Jesus, said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. But what things soever he does, these, these also does the Son likewise. The Father loves the Son and dwells. And, and shows him all things that he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these that you might marvel. Now, he's literally, 
you know, he, you know, there's a couple different times when he was approached about calling himself the Son of God and being equal to God, and he didn't back up at all. He never backed up off of this. He said, no, I am the Son of God, and they knew what sonship meant. They knew that sonship meant equality, and th- th- then that's what really, they, they, they were fine with him being a prophet of God. They were fine with him being a good teacher. They're fine with him being a miracle worker. They're fine with him doing a lot of things. They didn't like him doing things on the Sabbath, but they were fine with him, you know, certain, saying certain things and doing certain things, but, but man, he crossed the line when he said he was the son of God. He crossed that line because because they're like, no, 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 wait a minute. We'll let you be a child of God. We'll, we'll, we'll let you be uh, uh, um, you know, a miracle worker. We'll let you be a teacher. We'll let you be maybe even a prophet. We'll even let you go that far. Be a prophet. Okay. But no, you say you're the child of God. They knew what sonship meant, and they knew that it meant equality. They knew that what you're saying is you're in the same class as God himself. And Jesus did not back up off of that, right? Now, the thing is, though he he of course, and he calls us. We are also children of God, right? We are, and and people want to say, oh, you know that you know Jesus was capital S. I get it. Jesus was the capital S. I am I am still the Son of God. It says I that he that he doesn't he's not ashamed to call me brethren. That he brings many sons unto glory. Right. That we are children of God. That that you understand he is he, you know, he is Lord of all. I am not Lord of all. Jesus is Son and Lord. He is Christ. I am not Christ. Praise God. I don't want his job. I don't want God's job. I'm good not having their job, okay? They have great job security in my eyes. But understand this, that that in, in order for me to have communion, I have to have likeness. In order for me to have communion, I have to have equality. You can't. You cannot have a communion with something in a different class than you. Okay, I'm talking about like, you know, you're not going to have, you're not going to have communion with a tree, it's living, but it's not in the same class as you. You're not even going to have communion with your dog. You can have companionship. You can have a good time, but you can't have communion with your dog because it's a different class than you. It might be intelligent. It might be loving. It might it, Obviously, it has a soul as far as, you know, it, 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 it thinks. It actually has emotion, uh, but it... But it doesn't. It's not in the same class as you. Okay, and so you can't have true communion with it. To have communion, you have to. That's why. That's why you know the word says, "What communion has light with darkness?" Because communion requires the same class. And so, and when Jesus said, you know, n- not to be unequally yoked with an unbeliever, and not to be unequally yoked, he goes, he goes, don't be unequally yoked. So. If he's telling us that, and we, of course, talk about that in regards to marriage a lot of times, that we should not be unequally yoked with our spouse, and Jesus is my groom, then that means I must be equally yoked to him, right? If he says not to be unequally yoked and he calls me his bride, then I must be equally yoked to him. And so equality is not... um, Equality... You know, we, we think of equality different than God thinks of equality, but equality in, 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 in truth is that place where we have the same class as. We don't have the same job description. We don't even have the same. There's a lot of things that, that, that you know, we don't have the same as, but I'm in the same likeness and the same image as God himself. And, and until we get that, we're not, most of the Bible won't even make sense. <laughs> most of the Bible won't make sense to us if we don't have the same class as God, if we don't understand that we are children of God. And because then we're still going to be striving to, to, to get to somewhere that, that we honestly don't even have. Uh, Jesus, uh, he wants to talk to us as a friend speaks with a friend, right? And God wants to speak to us as a friend speaks with a friend. And so, uh, so we need to realize that friendship requires equality. Friendship requires—the the, the problem is that we think that equality— many times people want to be 
friends with people like you know I and I've heard this before where people want to be friends with their pastors there's nothing wrong with that okay I'm not I'm not an elitist I don't believe in some kind of hierarchy structure uh, I do believe in honoring one another obviously but there's I don't believe in a hierarchy structure that has been kind of like placed within the church uh, but the problem is I when I when I hear sometimes people go well you know I just I I consider my pastor my friend and you should but the problem is sometimes what there's people can be in a ditch with that because they think that friendship means I don't have to submit. And I, I don't have to take their words as the words of God himself. And like I said, you know, you know, it doesn't mean that my, my pastor is not my God. Praise God. But he speaks for God. He speaks the word of God, just like you and I speak the word of God, right? All of us speak the word of God, but we need to submit to one another in the fear of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. And so friends submit to one another. Friends heed their words. Friends honor one another. Not because I'm lower than them. I actually choose through humility to submit because I am equal with them. So friendship requires a higher level of submission because it's not a positional submission. It's a submission based on humility. Is that, I mean, I, there, there's such a high, high walk here where, where if I'm the friend of God, if I'm the friend of Jesus, then I submit from a place of humility. I submit from honor and not because, they, not because they're so much higher than I am. Now, I know, once again, equality with God does not mean that I'm God and nor will I ever be God. He is the Almighty. He is above all. Amen. Praise God. He is all in all. And I, that is not, you know, I would never will claim to be that. He, there is no equal to God, okay? In, in, in that, but there's a paradox in that. There, nothing can equal God, but yet we are made in the likes of the image of God. And so, so here, what I'm saying is that Jesus, he understood his relationship with God as a son, and that's what we need to do too. We are children of the Most High God. And so, uh, here, that's why the Holy Spirit, in Romans chapter 8 and in, in, in Galatians chapter 4, it says that, that the Holy Spirit is always crying out in our hearts, Abba, Father, that we are children of God, because he wants us to come as children and not as employees and not as something subservient, but somebody that serves based on honor and based on humility, but not based on position. And so, you know, cause I, I, uh, my, my natural dad on the earth, he passed away last year, but when he was on the earth, you know, I, I wasn't raised with him, but we ended up having a really good relationship and I would honor him. Now I, you know, we're both humans. We are both in the same class, but I was never going to be my dad. And I would honor him. If he wanted me to do anything, I'd be there for him. If he if he ever asked me for anything, I'd be there for him. He knew that he knew that about me. And I knew that about him. Now the thing is, we were doing it from different positions relationally. He was my my dad, and I was his son, but we were both humans, right? But he was my dad, and I was never gonna take that place from him. I was never gonna be my dad. I was never gonna I was always gonna look up to him as my dad. But but we had a different position, you know, in 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 the family. But we had a relationship based on both being humans, being able to commune equally on that. Okay, and that's how we have to understand our father. I'm never going to be my father. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna be God. I'm never gonna be as big as God. I'm never gonna be that. You know, He is God Almighty and one. I mean, there's only one God. Praise God. But He wants us to come to us as children with uh, understanding our nature is is His nature. We we are the same likeness and image of God. And we are partakers of his divine nature. And so when Jesus says this, I love this because he said, he says, Verily I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. 
for what things soever he does, uh, um, these do also the Son likewise. And then he says, for the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he does. And he says, and the Father's going to show me greater things so that you might marvel. Now, I love this because he's basically he's saying that, that as a Son of God, I, I know that my, the things that I'm called to do, the things I'm meant to do, and the things that, that I, I am able to do will never come from a self-origin. He goes, I can't do anything of myself. Whatever I'm called to do on the earth, I'm not going to come up with that just by myself. Because what, what I'm called to do, what you and I are called to do on the earth as children of God, we can't come up with that on our own. You know, we can do nothing of ourselves. Our ability, our calling, everything comes from the Father. Now, we, we say that, and we, that, that's not something that we are, we're going to disagree with necessarily, but Jesus talks here about a relationship with that. He's saying, I know that if I'm going to find who I am, I'm going to look to my Father to find who I am. I'm not trying to become more like him. I'm just looking to him to identify who I am, and I'm going to submit to who I am instead of strive to become who I am. I'm going to submit, but I, he goes, I only, I only find out who I am. I only find my ability. In other words, he wasn't looking to the Father to be odd. He was looking to the Father to actually find description of himself. He wasn't looking to the Father to marvel in who the Father is, even though we do. He knew that the closer he got to the Father, the more he'd find out who he is. And he knew that if there was anything he was supposed to be doing on the earth, it was going to be defined by the Father. So the words the Father was speaking were giving him his identity. The things he was seeing his Father do were, were, were giving him his identity. It was literally like giving him the recipe to, to what he could do, to what he was designed to do, what he was called to do. He was looking to the Father to learn his nature, his call, and his ability. He knew that that uh, his nature, you know, he couldn't learn his nature from anything or anyone else. This is so cool to me that that as children of God, we need to stop looking at anything around us in this earth or anything from our past to tell us who we are, because it's it's always going to come from just being spending time with the Father. Uh, God wants us to have communion with Him, not just you know. Obviously, He wants us to be with us. He wants to be literally be with us. But we need to come to him understanding, man, I don't know who I am. I can do nothing of myself. I do not have I, the, 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 this world, my, my upbringing, the, the culture around me has no voice of identity to me. I, I cannot learn my, abil- my ability from this world. I can't learn my ability from a skill set that I had when I, was, when I was a kid. I can't learn my ability from what t- my teachers told me or how, many, how good grades I got or, or, or anything. I learn my ability. I learn my nature from my father. And this is what Jesus is saying. Listen, I, I can do nothing of myself. I can do nothing of myself. I literally am empty. I am empty uh, uh, outside of what the Father pours into me. And so here's just coming to him and just spending that time with him, just communing with him as a child of God. And if there's be if there's thoughts that that are are like going ah, uh, I just don't know. See, the, those are thoughts that that are not in line with heaven itself. 
Nobody in heaven has insecurity. Nobody in heaven feels inadequate to God. Nobody in heaven feels inferior to God. Nobody in heaven feels insecure around him at all. Righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus to allow us to come to him in a place that's absent of inferiority, absent of insecurity, absent of inadequacy, absent of unworthiness, that we are literally equal in in nature or equal in, in because we have to be equal in nature because he created us, right? I can't be anything less than what God created. And, and he can't create anything less than himself. And so so here he created us in like in likeness and image to himself. We are not God yet. And I, oh man, I won't even get into that right now. I can't. But um, but understand that that we can't back up off of this. Our minds might say, "Well, you know, don't take that too far." Just take it as far as what Jesus took it. Let's take it as far as the mind of Christ takes it. Let's take it as far as the blood of Jesus himself takes it. If God's own blood purchases me, then that's the value I have. If God's own blood purchases me, then then I then that's the nature that I'm supposed to walk in. I, I'm supposed to walk in the nature of God himself. I'm a partaker of his divine nature, it says in 2 Peter chapter 1. But we learn our nature from him. We're not in awe of him. We are learning from him. We literally draw. We literally look at him as a mirror saying, oh, that's who I am. Whatever I see, I mean, Jesus said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say that which I've seen with my father. So everything he sees, everything I see my father do, oh, that's what I can do. Everything, that's what I'm born to do. Anything less than that is unnatural to me. Anything less than God is not my nature. Anything less than God himself is less than who I'm called to be, okay? We shouldn't be off peeing in jars saying nobody told us we can't do that. We should be reaching to, to this communion experience with God saying, okay, Father, this is this is my nature. My nature is you. Let me be with you. Let me learn from you. Let me allow my nature to actually be absorbed by your nature and realizing, oh, whatever you say, that's what I am actually designed to say. Whatever you do, that's what I'm designed to do. And and don't separate yourself from any of that through sin consciousness or inferiority. Break free of all that stuff and say, no, 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 I'm bought with the same price. I am I'm a child of the living God. I'm seated with Jesus in heavenly places. I'm literally seated with Jesus in heavenly places. So the position that, that Jesus has with God on that throne, I'm seated with him. I have the same position. You know, When Jesus turns to look at the Father, I turn and look at the Father. You understand? I have the same relational distance between me and the Father as Jesus says, because I'm seated with him in heavenly places. Praise God. Now, I'm never going to be Jesus, and I'm never going to be God, and I'm never going to be the Holy Ghost, but I but I actually walk as a child of God in the same class. Now, like I said, those are all things that, that really uh, cause our flesh and our mind to wrestle with, but I tell you, yield. Just yield to what God says. Go through the Word. He Ever since Jesus came, God now expects us to respond to him as children, not as servants. Father, right now, I just thank you, Lord God. Just grow us up in these things. I just thank you, Lord God, that, yeah, I know our, our minds can still wrestle with these things, our, our religious things can wrestle with these things, but we just want the purity of the of just the humble walk that, that Jesus had with you. That's what we have with you. We walk in humility. Jesus walked in humility and learned of you. We walk in humility and we learn of you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.